Chapter Fourteen of Kate Bonnet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. Kate Bonnet, The Romance of a Pirate's Daughter, by Frank R. Stockton. Chapter Fourteen. A Girl to the Front. The days were getting very long at Spanish Town, although there were no more hours of sunlight than was usual at the season, and even the optimism of Dame Charter was scarcely able to brighten her own soul, much less that of Kate Bonnet, who had almost forgotten what it was to be optimistic. Poor Mr. Delaplaine, whose life had begun to cheer up wonderfully since the arrival of his niece and her triumphant entry into the society of the town, became more gloomy than he had been since the months which followed the death of his wife. Over and over did he wish that his brother-in-law, Bonnet, had long since been shut up in some place where his eccentricities could do no harm to his fellow-creatures, especially to his most lovely daughter. Mistress Kate Bonnet was not a girl to sit quietly under the tremendous strain which bore upon her after the departure of the badger, how could she be contented, or even quiet at any moment, when at that moment that heartless Captain Vince might have his sword raised above the head of her unfortunate father? Uncle, she said, I cannot bear it any longer. I must do something. But, my dear, he asked, looking down upon her with infinite affection, what can you do? We are here upon an immovable island, and your father and Captain Vince are sailing upon the sea. Nobody knows where. I thought about it all last night, said Kate, and this is what I will do. I will go to the governor. I will tell him all about my father. I do not think it will be wrong even to tell him why I think his mind has become unsettled. For if that woman in Bridgetown has behaved wickedly, her wickedness should be known. Then I will ask him to give me written authority to take my father wherever I may find him, and to bring him here, where it shall be decided what shall be done with him. And I am sure the decision will be that he must be treated as a man whose mind is not right, and who should be put somewhere where he can have nothing to do with ships. This was all quite childish to Mr. Delaplaine, but for Kate's dear sake he treated her scheme seriously. "'But tell me, my dear,' said he, "'how are you going to find your father, and in what way can you bring him back here with you?' "'The first thing to do,' said Kate, "'is to hire a ship. I know that my little property will yield me money enough for that. As for bringing him back,' That's for me to do. With my arms around his neck, he cannot be a pirate, Captain. And think of it, Uncle. If my arms are not soon around his neck, it may be the hangman's rope which will be there. That is, if he is not killed by that revengeful Captain Vince. Mr. Delaplaine was troubled far more than he had yet been. His sorrowing niece believed that there was something which might be done for her father, but he, 
her practical uncle, did not believe that anything could be done. And, even if this were possible, he did not wish to do it. If, by some unheard-of miracle, his niece should be enabled to carry out her scheme, she could not go alone, and thoughts of sailing upon the sea, and the dangers from pirates, storms, and wrecks, were very terrible to the quiet merchant. He could not encourage this night-born scheme of his niece. "'But there is one thing I can do,' cried Kate, "'and I must do it this very day. I must go to the governor's house, and I pray you, uncle, that you will go with me. I must tell him about my father. I must make him do something which will keep that Captain Vince from sailing after him and killing him. How I wish I had thought of all this before! But it did not come to me. It was not half an hour after that when Kate and her uncle entered the grounds of the Governor's Mansion. End of chapter 14